MLM Nation, episode 306. You don't have to be some super awesome salesperson. In fact, I think it works better for you in your favor if you aren't. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia on May 12, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Laura Wells. Laura, are you ready to make it happen? I am so ready. I've been ready. <laughs> Laura Wells has been involved in network marketing profession for most of her adult life and has been a top distributor and also worked on the corporate side as an advisor as well. She's a leader in the network marketing company and grows her business 100% online via social media, but with a lot of authenticity. So you, you don't have to worry about losing your friends. Laura, more importantly, has also served as the president of the HeartLink Network, which is one of the largest organizations for women entrepreneurs in the world, with over 100 locations in seven countries. The HeartLink Network has become known as one of the most reputable and trusted organizations for women in business to collaborate and empower each other to grow the business they love. In the spirit of giving back, Laura also serves as the founding leader of Women United for Change, which is a nonprofit organization that's a collaboration of, of top influential women in MLM who are dedicated to raising money for women in underdeveloped countries. Laura and her husband, Jeremy, live out in the Dallas area with their two adult children. So, Laura... I'll give an emulation like a brief intro about your background, but please share more about how did you get started in network marketing? 
<laughs> I'd love to. Thank you so much, Simon. This is this is so surreal. I watch your show all the time, and so it is so surreal being actually on it. So hi to everyone on MLM Nation. This is super fun. I um, you know, I started with network marketing without really knowing what it was. Um, my first introduction to it, I guess, was probably like many others in the home party plan. I was forced by a friend to attend a home party and I did not want to go. Um, I had preconceived notions of what that was. Um, but you know what? It was so much fun. And I, the person that was doing that party um, made it fun, made it authentic, and made me feel like I could do it too. And I really liked feeling like that. I was, I was about 21, 22. And um, I started with that company, honestly, scared to death. And that's actually what, I guess, created that hope for the future is that I could do it even though I was scared to death and just be myself. And that has been a message that I've carried with me now for almost 18 years is just do it, be you, and your friends are going to love you if you just stay true to who you are. So it's been, um, it's been a wild ride. Obviously, I'm not in the home party plan anymore. Um, have been driven to obviously network marketing online now that we've got the whole social media thing. That's been awesome. Um, but that's actually how I got my start was doing uh, home parties. <laughs> what made that home party so fun that got you excited? I think that's a really important element. Like a lot of meetings are not fun, but this was fun. What, yeah. was, so fun, <laughs> what was so fun about it? I think because it was just real, you know, and I think that there's, you know, I've been to home parties that aren't fun, <laughs> definitely, um, but I don't know, I guess it was that particular person that influenced my decision, um, you know, she was just herself, she didn't, she didn't come across as she was reading from a script um, or memorizing salesy words, um, and so, you know, when I started, I, I was super young, and it was a type of home party plan where I had to um, I had to cook and talk at the same time, and those are actually my two biggest weaknesses: is public speaking and cooking. For crying out loud! <laughs> so for me, I kind of forced myself into this position where I had nothing else to rely on except just being who I was um, and my heart. And I just flat out told people, "Listen, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to cook. I'm scared to death." I'm about to throw up. So can I just ditch the whole sales pitch and just help you guys shop? Because like, that's why we're here anyway. And that very first experience with that, of just literally ripping up my cue cards um, and ditching them and just being myself, that actually became my brand. That's actually what I became known for in that particular um, company was just wing it <laughs> and mm. be yourself. So it's... Uh, yeah, it was a pretty interesting start. <laughs> so how did it go? What was your first, because uh, you were very young back then, what was your first couple months like? Rough. Really rough. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, one of the things that I love about this whole industry is that you can earn money while you learn what you're doing. Um, you are the one that sets your expectations. And I had really high expectations on myself. I'm a typical overachiever type A kind of personality. I want it to be perfect. And I would say even back then, that is something that I had to learn early on is to give myself the grace to learn and to realize that I'm new. And I honestly consider your first 10 years, you're still new. You may have some early success, but you're still learning what you're doing. And 
I had to learn at a young age, you know, give myself the grace to, to screw up and to still get up and get back out there and do it all over again. But to when you screw up, I mean, I put salt in things. I should have put sugar in. I put sugar in things. I was supposed to put salt in. It was awful, Simon. Awful. <laughs> they were, they're both a little, they're both white. You got the cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Um, but I still made it fun. I still, and I think that actually is what, um, I became a top recruiter in that company. And I, I honestly, truly still to this day believe one of the reasons why is because <laughs> I think people were thinking if that girl can do it, anybody can do this. Um, but it's because I, I kind of wanted to show you don't have to be perfect. You can be who you are. You can show your heart. You don't have to be some super awesome salesperson. In fact, I think it works better for you in your favor if you aren't. Um, and that's what's carried me through a long way. Was there a specific turning point you remember because you're struggling and you're earning? But was a specific like a turning point or aha moment, a lightning bulb moment where after that, then you really got it and you became a top recruiter? <laughs> yeah, it was trying to turn off the perfection uh, piece, you know, and um, stop the comparisons. That, I think, was the biggest thing for me is um, I went to a convention and I remember seeing all these people walking across the stage. And I, I remember sitting, we were in the fourth row. I'll never forget this. I was in the fourth row. I got a special invitation from um, one of my uplines to sit with her. And it was a big deal. I had to earn my way there. And I remember sitting in that audience. I was in my early 20s and thinking, what do these people have that I don't have? And my light bulb moment was realizing when I was listening to them, of course, share their stories as they were accepting their flowers and rings and all this stuff is that they started just like I did. They started scared to death. They started with the same compensation plan, the same, you know, getting started entry deal. And, and, um, they had the same opportunity that I did. They didn't have anything different or a leg up or anything. And so the difference really was, um, how consistent am I willing to be? How much am I willing to learn? And how much of myself am I willing to give? And that's when I realized that it's, it's not them I'm competing with. It's myself. Um, mm. And so letting go of the perfection, stop the comparisons, which y'all is, I think even in the world of social, this was before social media. And I think nowadays in the world of social media, when you see the pictures, and you see the videos and you see the lifestyles and you see all this stuff. It's, it's so easy to compare yourself as, oh, that's so huge and they're so good and I could never be like them. And that's just not the truth. You know, um, you can't get caught up in comparisons. Mm. How can you be authentic? So I know you're very good at that, especially you built online. You built basically 100% online. Uh, talk about some, what, let's start with, talk about some of the mistakes that people are making. And you talk about comparing others. What are some other mistakes that people are making so that they're stuck where they are right now? I think it really does all come back to comparing. And, and I think a lot of the mistakes that people make is not being themselves. Um, and I don't know why that is. It's probably different for a lot of different people. I know for me personally, it, what, it all came back down to self-esteem confidence and you know when you are trying to be someone that you're not people can see it I mean they really can just because you're on social media and it's text and it's pictures 
I truly do believe, especially women, and and this is something that's near and dear to my heart, is that women, I believe, have a sixth sense. We've got an instinct where we can tell if someone is faking it um, or just not being true to themselves. And I really do think that it goes a long way um, when you are willing to just say, listen, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm totally probably screwing this up. All I know is that whatever. I love my product. I love my company, da, da, da. And just being who you are. And one of the things that I have, I have had in my mind over and over that I'd love to share with your audience is I think in the world of social media where we get, we have the ability to copy and paste. We have the ability to duplicate. And I think one of the more important things is don't necessarily do the things that your leaders are doing. Try to think how they think. Mm. That's probably the most important piece is don't just copy and paste and swipe what they're saying. Figure out and really dig deep. Why are they doing the things that they're doing? Why are they saying that? Why are they doing those videos? Why is she, you know, doing that on camera? Think how they think. And then that way you can do that too, but it's you. It's from your heart. And that is going to make a more of an impact. Mm, definitely. I think that's the, uh, a trap. A lot of people say, you know, just copy what they do. More important is copy how they think. Because it's yes. the, the greatest enemy is yourself. Like what you realized at the event, it was you that was stopping yourself, right? So let's uh, pick your brain a little bit to copy how Laura Wells thinks. So, <laughs> so, so what is one thing you do on, uh, you've, or you've done in social media where you've been authentic, where other people may not have done it? Um, I mean, I guess it comes down to just sharing who you really are. I think it's important to let people see behind the scenes. Um to let people see kind of what's going on behind, you know, behind the highlight reel. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but when I watch a movie, one of my favorite parts of watching a movie is seeing the bloopers. I mm. mean, seeing the behind the scenes. I, I love, um, honestly, one of the best bloopers, this is going to totally date me, but <clears throat> Jackie Chan movies, you know, he is a brilliant artist. But you don't see the hours and hours and hours of grinding that he does behind the scenes to be that perfect on screen. And so it's really neat when you see the blooper reel and you see who he really is. He's cracking up at himself. He's making fun of himself. I think that is one of the things that I've done consistently is letting people know, whether it's on my team or just friends of mine who are watching, is that I don't have my stuff together. <laughs> I'm still learning as I go, but I'm having fun with it. Mm. And um, I just want to be a friend that's going on the journey with someone, not necessarily cracking the whip and telling them how to do it. I don't know. I'm just doing it with them. Yeah. You know, it brings back, uh, I like this blue pursuit with Jackie Chan, and you talked about <laughs> it. It's like he laughs at himself. And I think another yeah. tip is don't take yourself too seriously. Yes. Right? Learn to laugh more. Laugh. So, what is the most embarrassing thing that you've posted on social media? Some most you think a lot of people leaves all. Oh, I can't believe she's posting that, but it shows you that you're real. <laughs> oh Lord, um, the most embarrassing thing I've posted on social media, or or something that would that's um that's kind of like a blooper, a Laura Wells blooper that you posted. Oh my word. You know, the delete button can be your friend too. So part of the challenge <laughs> is being willing to leave it up, right? <laughs> I, you know, I think here's the thing. I think that live videos, and this is something, uh, just being real, this is something I want to get better at is doing the live videos because there's no editing. Mm, um, yeah. And I think that that's a really important 
feature that more people, including myself, need to do more of is to let people see you in the unedited, raw and real, just like this, you know, being put on the spot, being asked questions that maybe you don't know the answer to. Um, I think that that when people can see the real you and, you know, that you're just sitting at your desk doing your thing with your laptop, I think that's probably one of the most challenging things and can also be one of the scariest things for me personally is yeah. just putting yourself out there in an unedited, raw, authentic version. Like right now, you just avoided my question. Rolling totally. <laughs> but it's good. That's probably the most embarrassing thing you've done on social media. You cannot answer my question. But I, mean, it, that, yeah. I think that's what everyone should be doing Facebook Live. I mean, I've done trainings <laughs> where people, my kids have walked in on me, right? It disturbed the whole thing. But people like that aspect that you're not perfect. And no one is perfect. And I think that's the real. And being transparent and sharing them, sometimes your challenges or what you're going through, you become more real. And I think when you share, like, even when you're new, you just admit, hey, I'm new. I, I don't really know 100% what's going on, but I love my company. I love my product. And people can see that passion, the real Laura, and then the passion. And as long as you have that passion, people will follow you. Right. <laughs> so, so how do you build, I know you built uh, 100% of your business online. How do you build that uh, online? What do you do? How do you reach? How do you find people? What do you, what's the process like? I think it's just like building in person. I mean, for me anyway, um, it all comes back to trust relationships. When people know you, like you, and trust you, they're going to do business with you. And I think they're really, especially in today's day and age, with social media being literally in the palm of our hands during our waking hours, um, there's no difference. And I think if you treat it as if there's no difference, then you'll have more success. You know, um, I truly do believe, and this is at the core of everything that I do is that when relationships are created, business naturally follows and it may not happen fast. Um, but I, I build online because I want a global business. And so if I were limiting myself to only building locally, I feel like that's selling myself short. Um, and so I've really tried to focus and hone in on what can I do to reach more people who need me either, you know, need the product or the company or whatever, but sometimes they just need you. They need your friendship. They need your community. They need the tribe that you're a part of. And so how can I reach those people, even though I don't live close to them? And I think that a big piece of that is being someone who they know as someone who's trustworthy Um, that's confident that when you put your name on something, it means a a lot. It's a Mm -hmm. big deal when you put your name on something. And that is not something you can build overnight. You know, a lot of people who, um, who rise to the top in a company quickly and they shatter records. Um, it's easy to think, oh my gosh, they did that in seven months. That's incredible. No, they didn't. They did that probably over a course of 10 years, building that trust, building those relationships and, it's a 10 year process, even though the highlight reel is only seven months, it does not take seven months to get to the top. It takes a lot of work behind the scenes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, your years of, you have like what, 18 years of uh, experience in the profession, 18, 19 years, 17. Yeah. 17 around years. there. So what this is my favorite question? Cause it goes back to copying how people think. What <laughs> is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? Um, the worst moment to the point that most people will have quit, but you hung in there. You, I'm, just, I'm interested. What happened? Your, your self-talk that kept you in the game. So that's why you are where you are today. Oh, my goodness. Well, like, 
obviously without giving specifics or <laughs> yeah, without giving specific names. Well, what happened? Did, did uh, you lose a leg, or your friends defriended you, unfriended you, or a yeah. company went out of business, or I would say um, probably I don't want to say difficult because I think that it's perception. I would say one of the things that could have broken me um, is is recent. I mean, the the company that um, that I just exited out of. Uh, they wound up closing down, but there were a lot of challenges in that company. It was a startup, and um, they had multiple factors that played into it where trust in the company had been broken, um, letdowns of the, on the company's behalf, and a lot of people left um, that they, they just couldn't take that kind of thing, and I knew that, again, I knew that the relationships that I had built um, between my friends, my tribe, my community, and of course, in some of the field too, I knew that no matter what the company did, they trusted me. And that was the most important piece is even if the company does things to let you down, your integrity can stay intact. Mm. And that was the biggest thing for me is maintaining my personal integrity, even when outside influences were, had the ability to crush me. Um, how did I handle it? You know, there, I don't remember who said it, but that's that quote of, it doesn't matter if the things that happen to you, it's how you respond to those things that matter. And that, those were challenges. I mean, you're talking, you know, compensation plan cuts. And I mean, the worst of the worst types of things, but, um, I just knew that I knew in my heart that staying the course at some point would pay off and it, it, it didn't pay off in terms of the company, but it did pay off in terms of the relationships and the trust that I built mm. and the integrity. Getting, um, going deeper in terms of how you think, how do you get over the fact that maybe you let your friends down because they followed you to the company and the company didn't work out. They closed down a lot of, I think, I think that's told to a lot of new distributors back. Right? I got to make sure it works first before I get my good friends in because I'm afraid I'm going to screw up my friends. Right. right. So how did you go? I mean, your entire company went out of business. It was obviously, you know, a lot of changes. How do you get over the fact that I, I let, I didn't let my friends down. I just knew, cause I knew, um, I knew that the friendships that I created, the trust that we had, the relationships that were there, they knew that it wasn't me that was doing that. And I think that's my encouragement to, you know, is taking that leap of faith, that act of courage, um, that you're going to find people who want to join you, not necessarily the company, but people are going to want to join you because you're willing to go on a journey with them. If you're too afraid to go on the journey with someone because the company's new or you're not quite sure, or what if this happens and what if that happens? Honestly, that's, that's nobody wants to be with a scaredy cat, you know? And so I wasn't solid and sure on the company. I was solid and sure on myself. I knew that I was not going to lead anybody astray. I knew that I was not going to lie. Um, that is something that is just me. Um, and, and, I wasn't willing to gamble on that. So I knew that, you know, when the, when that company closed its doors, um, being flooded in my inbox with people, even who weren't in my company 
saying, you know, um, I've watched you and, you know, I'm so sorry. I feel, and they weren't doing the whole recruiting thing. Oh, if you need a new home, all that kind of nonsense. Um, it was true, genuine concern and respect. And I think that is when you know that you've done something right is when people who aren't even in your company are rooting for you. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about, about you, but also about that person too. Mm. The people who are rooting for you, even when they're not financially gaining from your win, that's the kind of people I want to be around. Definitely. Very inspiring. Um, speak about heart. Let's transition to the HeartLink Network. You're the president of the HeartLink Network, which is one of the largest organizations for women entrepreneurs in the world. Uh, has over like a hundred locations in seven different countries. So she, let the uh, let the you know listeners know what is the Heartlink Network. What does it do? What's the goal and purpose and your vision behind it? So the Heartlink Network was founded um, by a dear friend, Don Billings. Uh, she's an author, speaker. She's a psychologist, and the the foundation of the Heartlink Network was to help empower women to network with other women uh, and to grow the business that they love and. In their local community, of course, but also online. It's high tech, it's high touch, it's got both. <clears throat> but I think that, you know, the the original vision for the Heartlink Network, it was it was birthed in two thousand eight. And it was to fill the need, you know, and that's what we say with, with um, network marketing is find the pain point, right? And with the Heartlink Network, that was something that we noticed, um, that she specifically noticed there's a lot of networking groups out there. But there's not very many things out there that were specifically designed for women. And newsflash, women do things differently than men. <laughs> so we think different. We work different. We respond to different things. And um, so it was one of those things that when you find a pain point, when you find something that had not been done before and you bring it and don't just put lipstick on it to make it for women, you truly design something for women women are more comfortable. And so the HeartLink Network is a networking organization um, where women gather together usually once a month. They share a light meal. They have fun. They laugh. They develop friendships. But they actually get three minutes to showcase the business that they love. And it's not um, it's not so fast like speed dating. It's a three full minutes to share not only who you are, um, but also what you do. So you can really have time to share your heart. And um, it's it's really phenomenal. It's a great organization. So uh, how do people learn more about it and where can they get involved? I think because I think it's, it's a lot of accountability and I think especially for entrepreneurs, you get down a lot, very easy, the negativity. So it's a great way to get accountability as well. So where can our yeah. listeners and viewers learn more about this and get involved? Yeah, our website, theheartlinknetwork.com. Um, we have, like I said, about 100 chapters worldwide. Um, so you can definitely get plugged in to one of our existing chapters. Um we accept applications, of course, from women who want to take their business to the next level and really grow and, and lead their own chapter. That's all obviously an option if there's not a location in your area. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that when you – that's what I love about this is that when you can interact with other women who are not in your company – it kind of expands your mind a little bit when you can hear what other women are doing in other companies, what's working for them and how you can implement it into what you're doing. <clears throat> you're really, truly growing your network <laughs> by not only by who they know, but how they think, who they know, how those people think. And truly some of the smartest people on the planet are some of the biggest networkers. And that is online and offline. You, you really should be getting to know the hearts of people um, all around the world. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's a big part of my growth is just getting out there, uh, mm-hmm. networking with other entrepreneurs. And doesn't mean like, you know, they have to join your business or you join theirs. So it could be even non-MLM, right? But it's just copying how they think. And like you right. said, a lot of the most successful, almost I would say every successful person are very good networkers because uh, they're learning from every person. Um, now, you've also the uh, founding leader of the uh, Women United for Change. Can you share a little bit about uh, that as well? This is super fun. So um, actually, a little over a year ago, I was asked to be a part of this. This is um, Women United for Change is an organization. It's a nonprofit organization that works with PCI. And basically what they do is Women United for Change specifically is several women, notable names that you, if you go to the, the website, you'll see lots of names that you're familiar with, but several top I want to say influential women. They're not, it's not all about top money earners. It's the women who move people. Um, and um, it, the creation of it was a bunch of us from all different companies getting together and saying, you know what? We know so many different people and we all have a heart to give back, especially to women. Let's put our social media influence for good. Let's use it for good. Um, the influence that we have is not all about making a sale and join my team and be a part of my company. It's about doing good for other people. And um, it's been a really neat organization to be a part of. Um, they raise money for um, women and children in underdeveloped countries, primarily Guatemala, to help educate them, equip them, and empower them to start their own businesses. And part of the thing is, you know, when you impact a woman and give her the tools that she needs to be successful, she's going to be able to teach that to her children. When she teaches that to her children, it's going to change not only the community right then and there, but you're talking about legacy type of change. When you teach those that family and her children how to create something, how to become an entrepreneur, how to go out and find education you're literally breaking the cycle of poverty and we can do that. And so if you're, um, you know, in network marketing and that is something where you want your social influence to be used for good, it's, that's a, it's so much fun to be a part of something bigger than we really are. And where can people learn about this? Women United for Change? Yeah, womenunitedforchange.org. Awesome. Yeah, super fun. And you, you'll probably see some women that you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea they were involved. Most Phenomenal, beautiful, amazing women in our entire profession are in one central hub doing something good for others. And it's an honor, truly an honor to be a part of that. How have you seen the uh, profession change over the years since the first time you got started talking or cooking to where it is now? It's faster. That's for sure. I think, you know, I mean, with social media, I think it can grow faster but at the same time, it has a tendency to grow so fast that you lose yourself. And um, something that's really important to me is not losing myself. Don't lose who you are. You know, and I think that the the faster you go in your business, the higher the ranks you climb, um, sometimes you forget why you're doing that in the first place. What, what attracted you to your business, to your product of... Um, I think it's really important to always stay focused on your product. You know, your product is the one that got you where you are. And I think that with the times that are changing, everybody, um, everybody is go, go, go. And I would love to see all of us, if I had one message, is I want to see all of us keep the main thing the main thing. You mm-hmm. know, 
do what moves you for the right reasons. Don't get so caught up in the scarcity mindset of, oh, I got to get that person before so-and-so does, or, oh, I got to get my product, you know, before, before so-and-so gets it or whatever. And I think that that whole mentality of there's room enough for everybody. You don't all have to join one company. You don't all have to recruit that one person. The point is, is when one of us in network marketing wins, we all win as the industry. When the tide rises, all boats rise, right? It's that same thing. You know, the, we've, we've just watched um, FTC come against certain companies. And when that happens, you guys, I mean, we're a community. And when we, when one person in network marketing wins and gets that validation, it is validation for all of us. So I think that's the thing that I'm seeing changing, especially with social media, is we can see each other win. We can go faster and it can kind of breed a scarcity mindset. But if we protect ourselves from that and don't get in that mindset, we can really celebrate each other and collaborate. And when that starts to happen, we'll all start to win and make a bigger impact all around the world. Thank you for sharing that. you know, that's the, uh, that was the purpose of vision, starting ML Nation, getting everyone together. I think sometimes we're so caught up with it. Like, sometimes we even when we lose people to another company, we actually have, you know, humanly, we have these emotions that we hope that person fails. Or that totally. company, company does, oh, that company, I knew that company is no good. Right? But we're all in the same, we're all in the same profession. When another company does bad, we all do bad. Right? We're, that's why I call it ML Nation. We're like, we're, there's like 100 million people involved in direct selling. You know, when other companies do well, it makes us all look good. Yep. Okay, I just thought of my most embarrassing moment. Are you ready? Okay, all right. So you didn't avoid your question. It did only take you 20 minutes to answer it, but good. It was not on social media. Thank God it was not on social media. Thank God I didn't do it on live camera. But um, you you talked about getting all wrapped up when somebody quits. And being someone who I'm led with my heart, I put put my soul into my, my business, my team, my friends. And when someone jets... I mean, I would come home or um, come home from either parties that I did or get off the phone with somebody and I would just bawl my eyes out. I mean, I would be on my face in tears crying over someone who quits. That is embarrassing to me only because when you, it was because I felt more sad for, oh my gosh, I just lost a good person. Mm. I, I just lost that. I... It was about me, and that's really embarrassing. And um, that was also a good learning lesson is it's not about me. It's just timing for that person. And so just being real, I know we all have it. I know we all feel it when somebody quits. It's, like, heartbreaking. But check yourself. Why is it breaking your heart? Is it breaking your heart because you are afraid of the loss that that person leaving will cause? Or are you truly wanting something I want the best for that person. And so when they quit, I'm like, nowadays, now because I'm older and wiser, um, but nowadays it's more of, dang it, I want it for them sometimes more than they want it for themselves. Mm. That's something I'm having to check myself on literally on a daily basis is I can't want it for them. I can't motivate them to want it as much as I want it for them. That's something that's challenging for me. It's very challenging for me. So there's my embarrassing moment. I don't know if that's <laughs> what you're looking for, but well, that's really. I mean, hey, thank you for sharing that because uh, we all hear about emotional detachment, not be attached to the outcomes. And you know, leaders, just like Laura Wells, they're not superwomen. Where they're <laughs> they they go through the same stuff. They struggle with the same stuff. The emotional detachment. So thank you for sharing that.
want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events, and now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and in Europe, our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th. 2018 in Los Angeles, and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today and attend No BS, No Hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. All right, as we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, these could be quick uh, one sentence, two sentence answers. First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? By far, and I think this is all for network marketers, is Zig Ziglar. When you help other people get what they want, you will have what you want. And that is network marketing in a nutshell, right there. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? One habit that's become helped me become successful. I think just having that reality check, and I think a lot of it comes from um, reading, looking at myself in the mirror, um, realizing why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I guess the one habit would be um, personal development, daily devotions every morning to kind of give myself a reality check. Mm. Do you have a specific morning routine? Like when you wake up, what's the first thing you do? Take my supplements <laughs> first thing in the morning. Um, a very close second after I do that. Um, I do have a daily devotional. It's called Until Today. It's a great kind of universal devotional, no matter what you believe or who you believe. Um, that's a really great one. It's called Until Today. Really quick. So it's something even super busy people can do. Um, but that's those are truly the first two things I do every single morning, seven days a week. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? <laughs> to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, um, don't get wrapped up. My husband reminds me of this a lot because... You know, in network marketing, you've got the trips and the cars and the recognition and the posts on Facebook and the kudos and all of that. And it is really easy to get wrapped up into all that for me. Um, and my husband reminds me a lot. Keep the main thing the main thing. Why are you doing this? Who are you trying to reach? And what are you trying to do for our family? Hmm. Is it really all about that stuff or is it about a bigger purpose? You know, I mean, my husband is a disabled veteran. Um, United States Marines, and you know we've got high hopes. We've got big plans. We want to help disabled veterans. We want to help children in our community. And when you keep the main thing, the main thing, whatever that is, nothing else becomes big. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So, say you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them uh, samples? Do you send them a link to a video? Do you call them, talk to them? Do you do a Zoom webinar or face to face? What do you like to use? 
Um, I guess the method of communication, I use Facebook Messenger, honestly, for a lot, especially nowadays, because I can text, but you can also record a quick video in there, um, voice message. So, you know, I deal a lot with millennials. They don't want to get on the phone <laughs> on three-way calls and stuff. So a lot of it's been through Messenger. Um, for what I do personally, um, I don't send a whole lot of samples out, um, but I do set them up with a free account so they can check it out and get the info for themselves. And I think one of the most important things is that I am not the message. I am just the friend giving them the message. And that has been something I've had to remind myself a lot of is um, not to verbally vomit <laughs> all over people is I'm just pointing them like an air flight controller, pointing them to the different things that we have available. Good advice. Uh, do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Uh, lately, I've discovered Google Drive. I feel like I'm from the dark ages, just um, just finally discovering that. But Google Drive is is currently I'm organizing everything to make that my central hub of everything. <laughs> so it's helping me stay organized for sure. Google Drive, yeah, and what? Facebook app. Definitely. What is the uh, one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, currently, this is really funny. Current, well, other than my daily devotional until today, right now I'm reading, um, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce her last name, Jen Cicerone, but it's called You Are a Badass. Mm. <laughs> Great book, especially for women, especially for women. It's called You Are a Badass. It's very, very good. Very real. And here's the last question, though. You know it's coming. The million-dollar question. Oh, Are you ready? Geez. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the million-dollar question. Laura, imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know Jeremy, your husband, you didn't know your kids. Your contact list was zero. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? That's an easy one. It would be networking. And let me qualify that by online and offline. Um, getting to know people, getting to know what moves them, getting to know what they want, um, providing value to others. That is the fastest and best way to grow your list. Um, I don't think of people as numbers. I think of them as truly friends or friends that I haven't met yet. And so I would definitely join some networking groups, um, both in my community, but I would also join groups um, of specific interests, like on social media, Facebook groups, Pinterest topics, things like that, where people who are interested in the same things I am and engage in those conversations. Start creating friendships. Your business will grow depending on how many relationships and friendships you have. Just out of curiosity, what type of groups would you join? Cooking? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm really interested in like home decorating. Mm. We have a miniature dachshund, um, so I would join some probably dachshund groups of other parents of mini weenies. Um, I was a young mom. Um, we got married when I was 17. We had our son when I was 19, and so here I am. I just turned 40 a couple weeks ago, and we've got an almost 18 year old and a 20 year old. So. 
you know, and that's been a challenge too, because most of the people that are my age have little kids. So groups of people who are younger parents, younger moms, but with older children, that's something that I'm interested in as well. Mm, very interesting. <laughs> hey, not cooking. Not cooking. Hey, you've been awesome, Laura. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our leaders, uh, our listeners and leaders out there can connect and contact you? Definitely through Facebook. I kind of live there. I live, work, and play there on Facebook. I would say my biggest tip of advice is um, be you. You know, be willing to do something afraid, not being worried about who's going to judge you, who's going to talk about you, who's going to say this, that, and the other. Because in the end, those types of people aren't the type of people you want to work with anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Be yourself. Be authentic. Lead with your heart. Never sacrifice your integrity. Not for any reason, not for a single second. That's my advice. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Laura Wells. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at the search bar and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom and also the info about this awesome group, the Heartling for Women and also the Women for Change. All that stuff is, will be in there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Laura, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Laura, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate you. <laughs> Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in the Gold Coast, Australia, in May 2017, or No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, ML Nation, the Simon Channel. Great show from Laura Wells. Make sure you go to mlnation.net and connect with her. Just put Laura at the search bar. Laura, L-A-U-R-A. And... There's so many good nuggets here. I love the heart-based approach. First of all, definitely check out the HeartLink Network. If you're a woman, you definitely need to be connected. I'm telling you, one of the things that uh, helped me back in my growth was it was a time when I was in the business for about like four or five years, and I out, basically I outgrew my mentors. And you know, if you've been in the business for a while, you kind of know that know what I'm talking about. It's so important to have like a mastermind, a accountability group, meeting other people uh, in other companies too. It really gave me a totally different picture, a bigger vision, bigger picture of what network marketing can do. So um, definitely get yourself. That's why go to generic events, get involved in groups, uh, the HeartLink Network. You, know, you can go to show notes page. Uh, you can get, find the link out there. <clears throat> also, um, you know, the Women United for Change. I mean, that how cool is that? Right? Go check that out. Uh, just, you know, I think that you can tell from Laura that she speaks from the heart, right? And that's what she meant. Like, build a business, be you. You don't need to be perfect. And a lot, and a lot of times, if you are a polished salesperson, it actually hurts you because no one thinks they can do that. No one wants to be a polished salesperson, right? People think about your prospects who are going to join your business. They don't want to change. They just want to be themselves. Like, I can do this. I don't need to be perfect. And the cool thing is you can earn while you learn in the business. The turning point for her was just, for Laura was just, she just ditched the cue cards and just became herself. Okay? And she just decided to wing it. So stop the turning point. Stop being a professionist. You know, the funny thing is her turning point also happened at an event. Right? We all talked about this many, almost every episode. You must go to events. 
events, events, events. And she saw other people successful, but her aha moment was every one of those person, when they started, they were scared to death like the way she was. You know, there's no such thing as a Superman, Superwoman who's bulletproof. Every all have their imperfections. And she talks about authenticity, right? It's just stop comparing to yourself to other people. Just be yourself. People, you know, people can see it anyway where you're trying to, you know, be someone you're not. I think one of the things that, um, one of the key things that helped me grow three online brands was just being myself, you know, just sharing, being transparent. I mean, if you're listening to the show, you know my, you know my, you know, wins and my lessons, my challenges, while I'm doing, dealing with home, the three kids, no nanny, you know, how like sometimes I'm sleep deprived and all that, and I'm still making, you know that, right? And sharing that my challenges, at worst moments, that actually shows you that you're real. So be comfortable. People want to know the real you, not someone that's perfect. Because you all know that perfect, even the movies, the superheroes and the movies, they're not perfect, right? Peter Parker is not perfect in Spider-Man. Superman actually has kryptonite, right? Every, no one is perfect. Don't be that perfect person. Instead, be yourself. Because when you're yourself, you become way more, it just becomes easier. And and let people see behind, I love the, I love the analogy, let people see behind the highlight reel. And um, and don't take yourself too seriously. If you screw up, just laugh. I think one of the things, just laugh at yourself. You probably caught me doing this on ML Nation after all these almost 300 episodes. If you screw up, just laugh at yourself. You can't remember something. Don't worry about being professionals. People, you know, people don't really pay attention to what the, your screw up. They pay, pay attention to how you react to it. Okay, write that down. They pay attention to how you react to it. And if you're new, you don't know what to say, just say, I'm new in this business, but I'm super excited. But I love the company, love the product. Just show your passion. People are more into your passion, conviction, convinced than whether you knew what you know what you're talking about. And by the way, if you feel that like you need to know everything, that again is wrong program. That goes against school programming. You're conditioned to believe and think like that in school, and but that totally isn't the way things work in business. Right? So get that out of your mind. Um we talked about the you know the Heartlink Network. Make sure you look up that look that up. Get connected with it if you're a woman. Also, Women United for Change. Find a way to support that. Um, also, you know we live in a copy and paste. So easy. I like the way she said a copy and paste society. Don't just copy what people do. More of a copy how they think. They think. That's why it's called Think and Grow Rich. If you haven't read the book by Napoleon Hill, not you know copy and be rich. Think. Learn how top leaders think. And that's the reason we did. I started ML Nation. I wanted to let people know what an awesome profession and allow you, ML Nation, to copy how these top leaders think. And that's why I asked the, you know, the, my favorite question is your worst moment. Because every top leader, whatever you're going through right now, every top leader has been through that. But copy how they think. Copy the self-talk that allows them to overcome those challenges. You know, don't lose yourselves. And that's like you, at the, towards the end. She talked about sometimes we forget why we started. And, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. You Stick to your biggest purpose, right? And that, you know, when she said that, I didn't uh, go off. But, like, it brings back to the meeting I had in Kuala Lumpur at the Chili's at uh, Bangsai in Kuala Lumpur in 2007 with one of my mentors. He said, Simon, never forget your why. Right, there's always more money to be made, more things, but never forget your why. And my why was to spend time with my kids, you know, because uh, and I didn't have kids at that time. But my father, you know, I love my father too. I love him very much. But he was a doctor. He was busy, and we grew up. 
in you know upper upper middle class you can say or low 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 upper class right Whatever. but i never had to pay for college i had allowance i had to make, you know i had about like 70 dollars in a week in high school which is a lot of money for doing nothing all i had to do is get good grades because i was kind of like a sport rich kid almost right but i i all i wanted was to play baseball with my dad and my dad he was just too busy he couldn't do it so my why was always to be able to spend time with my kids and it got to the point in 2000 uh, seven, one of my mentors said, hey, never forget your why. There's a lot of leaders out there. You know, they are, again, this is not to judge against other leaders, but they, they make, they're the top earners, but they lose their marriages. They actually don't have time with the kids. So you, they actually kind of forgot about their why. So Simon never, like Laura says, keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's actually one of the motivations for me to do training and start ML Nation. Uh, you know, with ML Nation, I'm at home. You know, when I was building my ML business, I, would, I had a huge team uh, in Asia. I was traveling a lot three weeks at a time. And uh, once I had my first son, I was like, hey, you know, I, I was making good in- income already. Another 100000 another half a million is not going to make me happy. It wouldn't make me happy, but not be able to spend time with my, with my son, which is now my oldest son now, Ethan, that would actually come back to haunt me. You know, if I didn't make the money, didn't get the stars, uh, be on stage anymore, didn't speak at a convention, I would have missed that. 10 years, 20 years down my life, but not spending time with my kids, being there all the time, taking the baby gym, doing that, that will actually come back to haunt me. So again, keep the main thing, the main thing. Never, never forget your why. Thank you, Laura, for uh, sharing that because I think that's something that a lot of top leaders don't share about. You know, and a couple other things uh, that Laura shared was there's room for everybody, right? There's room for everybody. Don't ever think, oh, this person and that company, they're not, hey, we're in the same profession. If, all the other, if one company does bad, hey, we're hurting. We're MLM Nation. We're united. We're 100 million strong. That's why I call it MLM Nation, right? If they do well, we do well. Someone else in a different company does well, they do well. And don't worry, try to cross-recruit, try to recruit people. We're all in the same profession. There's abundance. There's tons and tons of people out there waiting to hear the opportunity. And there's room for everyone. Not So live in the, and operate your business in the spirit of abundance and not you know scarcity mindset. And the last thing is, I'm not the message. Right? Don't be the message. Deliver the message. Because if you do be the message, you end up talking too much, and people always think they got to do what you did to, uh, for them. Uh, I noticed one more last thing was I couldn't actually, you know, talk about being transparent. I couldn't read my own handwriting here. So this is actually the last thing. Great stuff. You know, if you have distributors who are not making it happen, downlines, or just not, don't want it, you can't want it for them. They have to want it themselves. Right, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't push your horse to, to, horse to water. And even like if you feel that way, learn, know that you know leaders like Laura, she deals with that, but she overcomes that. Okay, she has to remind herself that you can't want it for them. You want them to be successful, but they gotta want it more than you. So awesome show from Laura Wells. Definitely go to ML Nation, connect with her. And if you like these shows, please subscribe rate and review on iTunes. Please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. It only takes one or two minutes. But let people know how strong and awesome this profession is. Hey, I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing profession because of awesome leaders like Laura Wells leading with the heart. Thanks again, Laura. And my mission, remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.